Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 99. Today I want to talk about how to enjoy your runs. When we go into a run needing or expecting something out of it, like a skinnier body, enjoying the run isn't our focus. We'll be focused on what the run can do for us and possibly making it a little bit of a mind over body exercise. We have these demands for what a run should give us like a skinnier body, faster time, so that we can ultimately become happy, right? We're trapped in the illusion of when this happens, I will be happy dilemma. It's a dilemma because if we hinge happiness on something else happening, we're chasing the tiger's tail. What do I mean? Well, we have to be happy first, then something else results from that. You've heard me mention the book, The Happiness Advantage by Sean Acor before on the show. Acor worked as a student advisor at Harvard and collected research data for his book. The premise of the book is that, if you haven't read it yet, is that conventional wisdom states that once we succeed, we'll be happy. So for the purpose of running, I want you to consider what your success criteria are. Maybe it's once your runs are 80% zone two, you'll be happy. Or once you fit a certain pair of pants, you'll be happy. Or once you hit a certain PB, you'll be happy. Meaning once you achieve these goals, happiness will then follow, right? Seems logical. Well, ACOR's research proved that it's actually the other way around. Happiness fuels success. I'm going to repeat that. Happiness fuels success. So if research shows that happy employees are more productive, more creative, and better problem solvers than their unhappy peers, it would stand to reason that happy runners, athletes, are more productive, recover better, and are better able to draw out their full potential, right? If the expectation to running is that it has to deliver something, then we have it backwards, like the conventional wisdom. Consider Dina Castor's relationship to running before she met Coach V. Hill. And I just got to insert, for those of you who might not have followed all the episodes on this podcast, that Dina Castor wrote the book, Let Your Mind Run, which was a memoir of how she thought her way to victory, I think is the subtitle. Dina Castro, of course, is a previous professional runner, and she held the American record in the distance of marathon for like 16 plus years. It was just very recently broke. So consider Dina's relationship to running before she met Coach Vigil. Because for Dina, running carried a lot of external pressure. It was supposed to 
deliver PBs, team wins at her college. And so as you'll remember, if you read the book, she decided to quit running her senior year, feeling burned out. In the book, she says when winning, she felt like a valued contributor, but then another injury hit and her judgment would return. Judgments such as you're fragile, totally worthless, or if she lost, she felt humiliated and the loss felt like her fault and she felt she was letting the team down and that she had disappointed everyone. She says in her book that the negativity of such thoughts at a low level, closing her off from others' perspective. Berating myself was exhausting, she says, and trying to keep up appearances was draining. End of quote. And so after meeting Coach Vigil, Dina alters her mindset completely by the help of her coach. One of Coach Vigil's sayings was, pursue excellence and success follows, which means show up and be the best you can be in the now and string together enough days like that, then success is inevitable. So Dina put her ego aside and focused on becoming the best that she could be in each run. And by best, she didn't necessarily mean fastest. She says that replacing negative reactions with positive ones infused me with energy and offered a boost in motivation. With a single thought, I realized I could change the outcome of a workout, drawing out more strength and speed from my body, end of quote. Now, an attitude like this also helps us focus on the journey rather than the destination, or as we might call it, being process-oriented rather than goal-oriented. Being process-oriented refocuses us in the present. It's a very mindful attitude. And from the present, it's easier to nurture joy, joy of running. Of course, Dina was a professional runner and her reasons for running were different from most of our reasons. We're all recreational runners, right? But we can learn from her experience. What would following her example do for your running, for instance? How would running open up for you then if you cultivated a habit of building and sustaining a positive mind? A positive mind capable then of turning every experience into fuel. How would you feel? Right now, you might be using running as punishment for food you've eaten. I was taught, for instance, that exercise is necessary to burn off calories so that I could eat more or shrink my body. Were you taught this too? The diet industry wants us to believe this. With this outlook, running becomes a vehicle for something negative though, i.e. burning calories. It's very hard to create joy from running when our reason for doing it is negative in the first place. I want to ask you this. What if you could run and or exercise simply because you like it? Because it makes you feel good. Did you know you're not required to earn your food either? You can eat a food because you like it. So if we can change our outlook on this, we can then use running to challenge ourselves and draw something out of us we didn't think possible. And we lean into and appreciate what our body can do for us instead of punishing it. In my running community on Facebook, Running Aligned Body and Mind, we're currently doing a three-month spring challenge, which in addition to our running goals, encourages runners to focus on daily gratitude, both in running and when not running. I can't think of a better way to add joy to our runs and cultivating daily gratitude. The benefits are so powerful. Here are a few. Gratitude improves sleep quality. 
Gratitude releases toxic emotions. Gratitude builds stronger relationships. Gratitude reduces pain. Gratitude helps in stress regulation and it reduces anxiety and depression. It's so powerful that it really should be taught in school. Wouldn't you agree? So this is what Dina noticed for herself after creating daily gratitude and positivity in her life. She said the physical and mental effects were so powerful that alongside managing negativity, I began to create positive moments by bringing gratitude and enjoyment to the day. I became fitter and faster and began reaching goals I'd originally believed were improbable, end of quote. So go out there and enjoy your runs, runner friend. Maybe focus on zone two training. You might find you enjoy them so much more. And if this episode resonated and inspired you, please share it with a runner friend and leave a review for me, please. My wish for you this week is that you run happy. See you next week. I'd like to tell you about a very special event I'm offering this summer. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident and empowered while running, I invite you to join me this summer at the Running Align Body and Mind Women's Retreat right here in North Central Wyoming at the foothills of the majestic Bighorn Mountains. I'll personally work with you to help you how to take the chore out of running. The retreat will teach you that running can be a vital and enjoyable part of your life. But most importantly, the five-day in-person experience will help you connect to you. To learn more, see the link in our show notes. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.